2: Crooked Conversations is brought to you
1: by Squarespace. Squarespace. Make your next move, John. Think it, dream it, live it, fill it with Squarespace. (laughs) I don't even have to say it, guys. You got it all. Make your next move. Make your move with Squarespace. Build a beautiful website with Squarespace. Squarespace. You have ideas, blogs, stores, clothes. Squarespace. Content. Content. Squarespace
2: gives you beautiful templates created by world-class designers, the ability to customize look and feel, settings, products, and more with just a few clicks. Nothing to patch or upgrade. or ever, to patch ever. Twenty-four-seven award-winning customer support.
1: Look at all those awards on the shelf. Huh? I call I'm them proud just they to say must hi. Be. They got them they got the, uh, the Oscars for whatever that is
2: architects art galleries graphic designers furniture makers museums performing artists sports teams personal trainers lawyers jazz these are just some of the people <laughs> who use Squarespace <laughs> think it, dream and make it think go it, to squarespace.com squarespace. for a free trial and when you're ready make to launch it. use the offer code convos, convos. convos. to save 10 percent off your first purchase of a website or domain Destiny is calling and it says you need a new website damn it
1: destiny <laughs> very practical these days <laughs> make it with Squarespace <laughs>
0: Hi, this is Jelisa Arce. I am the author of My Underground American Dream. Check it out. In this episode of Crooked Conversations, we spoke to Winter Menessy. She is a 17-year-old high school student in Riverside, California. She is so incredibly amazing. She has such strength and poise and power and she is one of the organizers for the March 14th walkouts. And these walkouts were organized as a result of what happened in Parkland, the shooting in Parkland, Florida. And high school students all across the nation are organizing, are supporting. They're taking this amazing actions to demand that Congress do something around gun control. They've said, we've had enough. And so these walkouts are going to happen on March 14th. There are about 200,000 people RSVP'd for this walkout, 2,500 walkouts or so that are being organized across the country. I really think you're going to enjoy this one. And you're going to feel, I know I felt so inspired and empowered and re-energized and here is our Crooked Conversation. Crooked so, intro, you're from Riverside, California, which is on the opposite side of the country from where this Parkland shooting happened. But what, what was it about this moment that you said, I have to do something, I have to get involved? And even though you were physically so far away, you felt something about it that, compelled you into action so what was it about that moment
3: so actually what was interesting was I always have my phone hooked up to like news and Twitter so I was sitting in my government class and school active school shooter like Hmm. went across my phone and so I clicked the link or whatever and there was no updates or anything, it was just active school shooter. And so the first thing that I thought was, Oh, Twitter, somebody's gonna be tweeting about it. And so I went on Twitter and then somehow I ended up seeing all the tweets of the Parkland students like in that moment. Hmm. And so it became a lot more real than maybe past mass shootings and it just felt real. Like I was experiencing it with them because everything was live. People were live streaming, people were Snapchatting, people were tweeting. So I was definitely in the moment, like in class Following it going on on my phone. And 10, 15 minutes later, Tabitha, the coordinator of Youth for Women's March, texted me and was like, Let's plan a walkout. And so, within 24 hours, we organized the walkout.
0: Tell us, tell us about this walkout that you are organizing.
3: So, on March 14th at 10 a.m. across the nation, schools and colleges. So high schools and colleges, there are middle schools participating, are going to be walking out of class for 17 minutes in solidarity with the students of Parkland, and that's why it's 17 minutes, but also just to raise awareness about all forms of gun violence.
0: So it's 17 minutes, and each minute is for one of the victims of Parkland. What do you hope comes out of these walkouts? Because if we're... I'm I'm a little bit older than you, just a little, <laughs> just <bit>. a little, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, and you know, I think for for someone like me, I I can sometimes get a little cynical about this, right? Because I've seen mass shootings before, right. I've seen the response from the public about it, I've seen the polls that 85 of of people support uh, universal uh, background checks for gun owners, and then sometimes I can get cynical because then like the next mass shooting happens. And so the next wave of support happens. So what what do you hope to get out of this? And I can
3: definitely relate with almost becoming desensitized because it happens so often, it seems like. But it's a lucky year. It's 2018 and uh, Generation Z, a lot of us are of age to vote. And so surrounding midterms, I think it's really galvanized us to be like, these people aren't listening. Like, I don't know what number of mass shooting this was, but they aren't listening and they haven't, the Congress and our elected officials aren't doing what we've been asking them to do, and we're at the point where, cool, we're not going to, this isn't up for discussion anymore, you're going to lose your job. So I think midterms has definitely pushed that energy in terms of fostering change and pushing for change among youth and us. And then also, I think we've just had enough, which is kind of why we did choose that hashtag enough for the walkouts, because... We're tired of it and we need change. Yeah, you mentioned,
0: um, you mentioned the midterms and it seems like it's it's gonna be something that there's a lot of youth that are activating around yeah. the, the midterms and a lot of you all are going to be of voting age. It's gonna be yeah. the first time you vote and, and it's gonna be a really important election. What are some of the things that you're doing with the Women's March the through the youth empowerment to activate people to vote?
3: So we did just, there is the Power to the Polls tour, which is the 2018 initiative for Women's March. And so along the tour stops, we will, we kicked off in Vegas and we did have a youth registration table and booth. So where I was able to connect with other people and register them to vote my age. But along the rest of the tour, we are definitely pushing for youth voter registration. We're in talks about what that may look like. We're kind of pushing to throw like an event the day before, kind of thing for youth, whether it's like skating or bowling, something where they have to be registered or registered about to, to attend. But definitely, just pushing us to register to vote. I think two thousand eighteen is going to be great. Like power to the polls.
0: Um, yeah, I love that name, power to the polls and power to the people, and right? especially the youth. I'm excited about that. Um, just all the power, exactly. <laughs> uh, just going back to. Um, this this marches and what you hope to get out of them. I was reading one of the interviews that you gave um, earlier, and you pointed out in the interview that this gun violence uh, exists outside of mass shootings. Right. right, There's a lot of gun violence that happens right. in different communities. And whether it's... Um, suicide and and people committing suicide because they have access to a gun Mm -hmm. or whether it's gun violence by the police against black and brown communities. And in many cases, these parts of the movement uh, to end that violence don't get the public attention or the public support that we see when it comes to mass shootings. So how can we use this moment to build momentum and awareness for those other issues around gun violence. right?
3: And I think that's exactly what Women's March was very intentional about especially because we do have an intersectional platform and there are two other actions that are happening and we realized that the Parkland shooting was galvanized a lot of the people in America and a lot of people are starting to pay attention and they're pushing for gun reform and but their focus has been mass shootings and it's not an anomaly it's important to note that it's not an anomaly for a black or brown kid to be shot in Chicago like it's not mm-hmm. something that doesn't happen you know and so we're very like adamant about making sure we're bringing those voices to light um we have t-shirts that we're selling and they're going to benefit erica ford's life camp which is an organization a grassroots organization in new york who has been doing the work for years and years and years so me personally and women's march were definitely intentional about uplifting those voices and we are capitalizing off of the extra attention that it's getting because of the parkland shooting
0: where can people buy this t-shirt
3: on women's com slash backslash enough and okay. there's a youth shop you'll be able to find it
0: cool one other thing so i was I was reading this um, this BuzzFeed article with Emma Gonzalez, who in many ways has become sort of the face of right. this uh, of this never again movement. and in the article she was talking about this idea of deferring going to college because of of the pressure that she feels and and what's going on right now with this movement and the momentum right. that it has and is it the right time to go to college and I just it made me really sad to think that we have a 17-year-old and 18-year-old uh, who, of course, has a lot of power and a lot of agency. But we're putting so much pressure. I feel like we're putting so much. Uh, it's like this really big burden to bear mm-hmm. and to carry. Do you ever feel? Do you ever feel that it's too much pressure for someone your age? That it's too much responsibility that we're putting on y'all to be the faces of this movement and to carry this movement and to make change? Like, we often talk about the youth and the youth is going to change things and the next generation is going to change things. Do you ever feel like that's too much?
3: Mm, That's a good question. No, not really. I do think it's important that we allow the youth to take time for self-care, but historically, youth have led every big movement in America. So we're used to it, it's like the thing to do. Um, for example, we had John Lewis, He was 17 when he first got arrested for protesting at the um, countertops, just protesting injustice and stuff. So historically, youth have led all the movements in America. And so we're kind of just doing what we're called to and the older people should just catch on board and support us. <laughs> that would help, like if we had more support from the older generations that would take a lot of the burden off. But What are, what are some
0: of the things that you would like to see people my age, people who are older than me, do to support you?
3: Well, one, not undermining our thoughts and feelings. I know a lot of the time I always hear, like, you don't have the credentials to be speaking about this. Like, mm. what credentials do you have to be pushing policy? Like, what do you know about policy? And so understanding that we know what we're talking about, I mean, of course we have stuff to learn, and so that's the other way for them to help be a mentor, you know? And if you really see an issue with the things that we're saying, the way we think, then, like, help guide us, but don't,
0: don't value like... Don't be Fox News and say, right. like, why are these teens talking about...
3: Exactly. Yeah, Like, we understand. We're not dumb. Yeah, of course not. <laughs>
0: I wish I would have been as smart as you are. If we could all vote, 17. we wouldn't
3: have the president we have today, so... Right,
0: yeah. And there's, I mean, there's... a. Uh, John Lovett wrote a piece about why the why the the voting age should be changed to 16. Really? Yeah. I
3: think that's smart because I'm salty still. I'm 17, but I turned 18 in December, so I missed elections. Mm. I know I'm so mad, but it's okay. I'll be carpooling everybody to the polls. That's right. <laughs> that's right.
0: When we come back, more with Winter Menacee. Quick... <laughs> Crooked
2: Conversations is brought to you by Tommy John.
1: Tommy John. TJ, wearing, I'm wearing their product as we record. go cool, good for you.
2: In case you haven't already heard, Tommy John is the revolutionary men's underwear company that's trying to solve a major problem. Do you know what that problem is?
1: It's is it is it uh, uncomfortable uh, undershorts, John? It's
2: wedgies. It's close enough. Tommy John is giving hope to unhappy underwear wearers everywhere. Are yeah. you guys? Go on. <laughs> They've sold more than 4 million pairs of underwear, not to mention more than 1 million undershirts.
1: 4 million pairs of underwear? So much
2: underwear. 96% of customer reviews are 4 stars or above. The (laughs) numbers don't lie, guys. With Tommy John's revolutionary underwear, the legs never ride up, the waistband never rolls down, and what's a thing of the past? Wedgies, John. That's right. Wedgies. Plus, their horizontal quick-draw fly has been described as... Life changing. I knew that. That feels like a stretch.
1: Whenever I hear "Quick Draw Fly," I just hear the kind of Morricone, whatever music from like "The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly," where it's like do 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 do, and it's like like a gunslinger. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We're in Texas. That works. You If you don't love the comfort
2: of Tommy John, it's on them. They're all backed by the best pair you'll ever wear. It's free guarantee. Over half a million guys have made the switch to Tommy John. Now it's your turn. And if you think about this,
1: John. John, think about this. you got okay. half a million guys. you got four million <laughs> pairs of underwear. That's eight pairs per guy. That's anyway. a great number. That's a great Tommy, number of underwear. John,
2: hurry to tommyjohn.com slash crooked for 20% off your first order. That's tommyjohn.com slash crooked for 20% off. tommyjohn.com slash crooked from your friends Tommy, John, and John.
1: The average is eight, but that must mean there are people with many more. Crooked Conversations...
2: Is brought to you by Upside Upside Let me ask you this Shoot How great would it be to have the kind of support astronauts get when they take a business Doesn't trip Doesn't seem like it could be possible <laughs> <You know laughs> Why who would you get introduce of, such an idea You we, know who didn't get a lot of great support The guy in yeah. The Martian Matt Damon in The Martian Yeah We just watched that movie again last <laughs> night You know
1: who got too much support mm, I'm not going to do a spoiler But anyway <laughs> Go check out a little film called Interstellar
3: <laughs>
2: Having a whole team of people, a mission control, making sure your business trip goes smoothly. Sounds pretty great, right? Mm -hmm. Well, you're going to have that level of support when you book your next business trip on Upside.com.
1: They'll science the shit out of it, John. Maybe (laughs) Jessica Chastain won't leave you behind if you use (laughs) Upside.com. They've
2: got a team of specialists working 24-7 to make sure your flight, hotel, and car rental all go off without a hitch. They'll They'll grow you
1: potatoes out of poop. (laughs) Poop potatoes. Poop potatoes. (laughs) (laughs) PoopPotatoesWithUpShot.com <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure hands they wanted that some. copy in there. Yeah. <laughs> Dip your poop potatoes in up ketchup and opiates. Wake might up on those make-do ads. No, <laughs> we're not doing going. a make-do. We're not doing a make-do. <laughs> this is good content. Upside, we're supporting you. People are listening. Have you ever experienced... <laughs> <Have> you...
2: <laughs> anyway, so they... <laughs> Okay, monitoring your trip around the clock, proactively keeping you posted on everything from it's going to rain to alternate return flights home in case you want to squeeze in one more meeting before you leave town. Have you ever experienced that level of service before in a business trip? No, of course you haven't. No, that'd be crazy. not until you've used Upside. For easy booking, competitive prices, and a team that always has your back, go to upside.com slash crooked convos to book your next business trip. Sign up today for your free account and get a free pair of Bose headphones on your first business trip. Bose headphones? Amazing. That's upside.com slash crooked convos. $600 minimum purchase required within 90 days. See site for complete details. Every weekday afternoon, Today Explained brings you a deep dive into the most important story of the day. By the time you get home, you'll not only understand the biggest events happening in the world, you'll be able to explain them to your family and friends. Some of the topics they've already covered include how inclusion writers could force Hollywood to change, the quiet war on Obamacare, the algorithms changing the porn industry and the internet, the Mueller investigation 101 with a rendition of Billy Joel's We Didn't Start the Fire, and the countdown to Day Zero in Cape Town when it runs out of water. Check it out. Go subscribe to Today Explained from Vox
0: in terms of policy and you talked a little bit about you know the policy change that you'd like to see what are some of those policy changes that you that you say you know we've had enough with mass shootings we've had enough with gun violence that's around black and brown people we've had enough and because we've had enough we'd like to see these things happen from a policy standpoint what are those
3: so on the dot com backslash enough, we do have our list of demands. I'll read a couple. The priority poli- policies we're supporting is the banning assault weapons and high capacity magazines, expanding background jam- checks to all gun sales, passing gun violence, rest- uh, gun violence restraining order, which is like t- being able to temporarily remove um, firearms from someone who you know is unstable at that moment, and then stop militarizing law enforcement. So those are the priority policies we're supporting, but we also are calling Congress to um, enact immediate resolution declaring gun violence a public health crisis, and that would be able to provide federal funding for intervention-based programs. So like conflict resolution therapy, which will definitely help alleviate the culture of violence, because we can always take away the guns, but there's still a culture that's deeper ingrained within like American society surrounding violence, and then gun violence in particular. So I think that's something that we're really pushing for.
0: Yeah that that all that all makes perfect sense because I think even you know I, I can I can see sometimes why people will say, well, it's my Second Amendment right to have a gun, right, right? and no one's saying. Don't own a gun Exactly Like no one's saying We're gonna take all your guns What we are saying is As a gun owner Shouldn't Shouldn't you be a responsible gun owner. Right. Shouldn't you go through a background check? And if you do believe that it's a mental health crisis, and a lot of people will say it's not the guns, right? It's the people. It's right. the culture. So fine. If you believe that this is about mental health, well, then well, support programs. Well, we're a programs. public health
3: crisis. We're not necessarily going to, like, it's not a stigma to mental health because there's plenty of people who suffer from mental health issues yep. who aren't committing these acts of violence. But yeah, I understand what you're saying.
0: Yep, exactly. Great. Um, one of the... One of the solutions that people are proposing for making schools safer and for ending mass shootings in schools specifically is to give teachers more guns and to arm teachers. How do you feel about that as someone who is in high school, you go to high school every day, you go to your class, how would you feel about your teachers being armed?
3: Well, one, I would not send my kid to school if I knew their teachers were armed. And in particular, because if I had a kid, it would be a black kid. (laughs) And yeah, I don't just, I don't think, that's not the answer. And then solving guns with more guns doesn't make sense. Kind of like two wrongs don't make a right. Mm -hmm. And there's so many other things that teachers need. Like guns, that's going to be the first resolution. And then I've also seen people pushing to have more law enforcement in schools too, which is also something that, we're worried about and I think if we focus on changing that culture of violence and then it'll alleviate the burden for those things so I think that'll help but guns in schools is not the answer anyway around and like just a couple days ago maybe a week ago there was that teacher who fired Mm -hmm. the gun like it's just yeah it's right not smart yeah, I don't think I would
0: feel safe uh, sending my child to a classroom like, where let I know... a student
3: talk back or something. No, no, no. <laughs> it's
0: just not the <laughs> so right So that would not make you feel safer?
3: No, I'd feel more in danger. Hmm. Yeah.
0: Makes sense. I would feel more in danger, too. And you, you, you mentioned if you had kids, your kids would be black. Right. You're black, right? And yeah. we were talking earlier about... Um, the type of person you want to marry in the future, like you're too young, but um, the way future. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you talked about you. You just mentioned right now, you would feel less safe sending your kids because your kid would be would be black, and yeah. so what? What about that makes you even more scared for your child, for your or for your potential child? Right. So
3: me personally, like as a black woman, they're still in class, especially with like my white teachers. I am there's still like a sense of hesitation to speak up and there's still, you don't want to be too, have too much attitude. You don't want to move them a certain way just because there's still that uncertainty of how they're going to respond. And then in particular with black boys, there's been a long history of just dehumanizing them. And yeah. then in schools, it's a big thing. And then teachers with guns, is just not the perfect equation.
0: Hmm. Yep, I hear you. What
3: about what about the
0: future that gives you hope? What about yeah. the current uh, state of? Because you know, again, like I feel like it recently, especially with everything that's going on with immigration, right. for example, Ugh. and the fact that you know nothing has been done right. on immigration, and then we had this shooting in Parkland, and nothing's been done. In right. fact, Congress has been focused on legislation to deregulate banks. And that that's right. like the first thing they've done after these crises that, that we're in. Uh, but what about the current environment makes you hopeful for the future?
3: It's only, we can only go up from here. <laughs> but I said that like four months ago and we went down some more. But <laughs> yeah, I really believe. And then again, with the midterms coming up in elections, I really think that, people are tired and we've had enough literally and there's a big sense of pride and excitement that I've seen amongst my peers I haven't seen before in terms of voting and that being a cool thing I know Yara Shahidi like had a voting party for 18th birthday like who does that and so that's really motivating because I know that we're really going to make sure our voices are heard at the polls and I mean that's Probably the best way to start change. And people are also understanding to start local. And so that's also something that's been great is that a lot of youth are aware that we do need to make sure that we're voting for the local people who to hold office in order to enact immediate change. Because even with the Parkland students, they have been very focused on their um, state Senate, which has been crazy mm-hmm. cool too. So I think just seeing my peers excited about voting is what it's like how I see change coming. The most immediate. Yep. So, I mean, I I am just
0: so impressed with you and with with young people like you who are so engaged and and just the fact that you even have like news notifications because well first of all we didn't have social media when I was in <laughs> high school so <laughs> we'd get like little notes in our locker, um, but I, I I'm just curious besides watching this unfold on your phone right. and in real time, what what made you interested in politics? What made you want to get involved? Because I'm assuming that before you saw it unfold, right. you were already kind of pumped up and charged up and wanted to get involved, and this was just sort of maybe gave you more momentum, but what, what was it before that that got you involved? Hmm.
3: In politics in general? And like, yeah. So, my family is very we're very big on black history so (laughs) we have these little black history cards and we go through we used to go through them all the time when we were little i was homeschooled so yeah and realizing that a lot of the change that has happened didn't happen very long ago and then that kind of made me realize that there must be more to do because it kind of happened kind of abruptly and then realizing that a lot of the fight for equality amongst like black people was focused on legislation and law and making sure that on paper it was all right and so that definitely pushed me into like the political world and so like this past summer I did um an internship at American University like based on policy making and then I think that there I really explored politics and policy making and we actually like drafted our own legislation we had a whole mock senate and seeing everybody actually do stuff which is kind of cool because our senate doesn't do anything right now but um (laughs) seeing us like be able to pass legislation and do something and see how quickly like it changed the campus or whatnot i think that really pushed me into politics per se
0: yeah you were talking about black history month and before we started the conversation you were telling me about your last name and what it means to you uh yeah. and i think it's so interesting so can you tell the listeners about your last name where it comes from and why you're so proud of it
3: yeah so my last name's menace and menacee the farthest we could trace it back because you know history books and whatnot but the <laughs> farthest we could trace it back was to a prince his name was prince Menace he came over from africa bought land in michigan and they're the first black people to own land in michigan so this, like what are they called, historic houses or whatever Mm -hmm. in our name in Michigan. And so, yeah, and then they left because they were like, America's not the place to be right now (laughs) for black people, so they left. But they had a bunch of kids and whatnot, so I'm somewhere down that line. And so there's like no white man with my last name because it wasn't a name passed on from being a slave, which is pretty cool. For being like an African American and not having a white man last name, which is kind of cool. I'm proud of that. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's amazing. History can uh, not just tell us of the past, but it can—it's right. place where we can find uh, where we can find roots and where we can find hope.
3: I could somehow be related to Beyonce, like somewhere way <laughs> far down the line, but I would never know.
0: <laughs> I think you might be maybe <laughs> related to Beyonce, by the way. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I uh, I'm just in awe of your power and your strength and your enthusiasm and Aww. i just think people in washington need to pay attention because literally winter is coming so thank you
3: where's that from
0: from uh game of thrones oh my god I was I everyone blanking says <laughs> that and i'm
3: like on twitter and i'm always like what
0: yeah you're <laughs> a, you're a force to be reckoned with so congratulations thank yeah thank you for thank you for joining us today
3: no problem It
2: was fun.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Crooked Conversations. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button. We have some amazing conversations coming up. You can also listen to some past ones. I've recorded some pretty awesome ones, so make sure to listen to them. And you can always find me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Julisa Arce. I don't really use Snapchat anymore, but every once in a while I post something. So there you go. Talk to you soon.